This is Michelle Richardson, and welcome to Sales Performance Radio. This is episode four of our Five Types of Sellers podcast series. Welcome back to Sales Performance Radio, where your hosts, Drea Douglas and Tony Smith. Today, we'll be continuing our series on the five types of sellers, talking about the commando type. Tony, tell us about the common characteristics. What are the, the things that really make a commando a commando style? That's, that's a good question, Drea. Um, the commando type is a unique type of seller from the standpoint that a lot of the things that we think are really needed in sales, this type embodies. Mm-hmm. They're aggressive. They're assertive. They want to go out there and make it happen. They want to drive business. They want to get paid well for their business. In fact, they're really what we think in terms of this is what a salesperson is. However, there's some challenges. One, sometimes they prefer a more transactional type sell because if it's a long sales cycle, they get frustrated. They get unhappy because they just want to do it, sell it, move on to the next. If they need to do account management, that's a struggle for them because they don't necessarily want to be involved in activities that aren't driving business. And if we think about the commando, they're very competitive. They want to be seen as winners. They want to be seen, hey, look at me, look at what I've achieved. Sometimes they can almost be like a bull in the china shop. Mm. They come into your office and they create havoc and chaos. But then they go out there and win some conquest business, move on and win another conquest account. So there's a lot of different characteristics of the commando, but a common theme is it's all about drive it, be aggressive, make it happen. Right. And there's a challenge with that. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is that style for many, many years would be your number one performer in sales. They'd be at the top of the food chain. They'd be the top performers, but not anymore. And they're starting to struggle more and more in today's marketplace because buyers are more sophisticated. They have more knowledge at their fingertips. That technology that's available has changed how they make decisions. They no longer want to fool with a commando type salesperson Mm -hmm. Because they don't have to. Right. And these people have a tendency to come across as the stereotypical seller Mm -hmm. and not somebody who's customer focused, customer centric, and bringing more value. One of the things that um, we are seeing as as a major trend in today's world of selling is it's no longer about the knowledge you have of your products. It's no longer about your aggressive techniques. It's about your business acumen, your ability to connect with customers or potential customers, to create value in every single interaction that you have. And so those are some things that you see with the commandos. They're struggling a little bit because they've got to tone it down a bit. They've got to change their approach, and, and it's really hard for them to do that. Right. Well, I'm curious to hear from you, too. Like, What types of selling environments are they really well-suited for still? So if you're going to point this person in a direction and say, go, which is their preference, right? They prefer a very hands-off approach in management. Just let me get out there and do my thing. Don't tell me what to do or how to do it. I want to drive my own business. And you guys just Give me my paycheck and the trophy. If you're going to stick somebody in a territory or have them focus on a particular area, what might, where might they be best plugged in? If I really look at it, um, it's it's always going to be a great fit for them. If it's a quick sell cycle and they don't have to do a lot of back-end maintenance of, of, of the sell, they move on to the next. And that, that, that we've seen that in organizations when we've done some analysis in organizations where, hey, 
some of the positions, this is what the position is, and these people succeed in that position. Then they move them into a more uh, sophisticated type sales cycle, and then they struggle because they're not happy right. with that like longer. Like a key account, maybe? Yeah, the longer cycle. And we've, I've seen it, uh, uh, as I mentioned uh, in the last podcast, we've got different tools that we uh, use with our clients, both our sales development index, but also um, our sales team insights tool, which allows us to kind of look at the team as a whole. And in one instance, there was a gentleman who was unbelievable top performer, knocking it out of the park, and they put him into a strategic account role. Mm. Because, hey, that was a promotion, and it did not work out. They were better suited in that more quicker-turn type business, not long-term account strategy and planning. The other area where you can see a commando really thrive is when you don't have a lot of structure in place, you don't have a lot of rigid systems or processes. Uh, In some industries, you've got to have more because of regulations, etc. But this is the type that maybe if you've got a territory out there where you've lost a lot of market share and maybe previous sellers in that territory didn't do a good job and that might be why you lost some market share. Competitors have done a good job in the territory. So you got to really go in there and take business from the competitors. Well, this is a type that's really good at that mm-hmm. because to them, it's it's all about the win. So if I, if I know that I'm taking business away from the competitor... I just got to win. Yeah. And so they, they really thrive in that That's type of That's fun and exciting for yeah. those types. Whereas other types may be totally scared or fearful in general of, of that task that may feel just completely out of the question. What about a blank slate territory where you're not doing any business and you're trying to establish a presence? What do you think about this type in those types of territories? Well, we haven't gotten to the fifth type yet, and we'll get there later. But this type can do pretty well in that, at least in establishing a foundation, because they're going to get business. What I was mentioning earlier is they're losing some business, though, when they run up against competition that takes a more value-based approach Mm -hmm. um, because of all the knowledge that's available. But if they can be the first ones out there with a message, brand new territory, no business in that area, maybe it's because it's a new product. It's something innovative. They can do pretty well there because they can, you know, help get excitement in in that new product. And we haven't talked about this uh, in our previous podcast, uh, but we got to look at how organizations go to market. And some organizations sell directly to their customers. Others... You may be working with the end user, influencing the end user, but there's a distribution channel. Mm-hmm. And the sale is actually to the distribution channel, or you got to get the distribution to pull through to their customer, which is the end user. And that's always a dichotomy of, well, the, the distri- distributor sees that as their customer, and yet the manufacturer says, that's our customer too. And they're correct, it's just how they approach it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the commando type, Oftentimes, they're far more suited for a direct selling environment than working with distribution. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, using one of our tools, the Sales Team Insights, we were able to work with an organization that goes through distribution but is needed to go out there for key products for about 20% of their business, drive demand at the end user level. And in doing a more in-depth analysis of their team, We found that those folks who were really hardwired to be commandos did not work out long-term. They could do it in the first year or two, but not long-term. And the reason is they were too assertive, too aggressive. They wanted the control, and they upset their distribution channel. Mm -hmm. Well, when 80% of your business comes from what distributors do, 
that's a problem. And so we found that we really had to help them make sure that they were getting people who weren't that assertive because they just didn't work out in that type of environment. They're better suited for direct sales. Yeah. You know, I know exactly what you're talking about, what client you're talking about. And I remember being on a call with a hiring manager for, they had a candidate that they were considering and the candidate did their style reflected more of that commando style. So I brought it to their attention. Here are the likely challenges you're going to experience with this person. And one of the things that they mentioned as I was spelling this out for them is that, yeah, you know, the distribution reps that they're having to deal with and go through are going to be essentially telling them where to go and what to do on a daily basis. Like, Hey, this client, if, if they're reaching out to you, they're telling you where to go and who to talk to. And the commando type does not like that. They do not like to be told, go here, do this, do that, even if it is a lead. So that was one of the things they, they could be okay with it, but I, I, I recommended to that hiring manager that you, they ask questions about that. So, you know, tell me about how you handle being told by other people where you should go, how you should spend your time, what you should be doing, and who you should be going to go see. Well, one of the things that's got to be really clear to this type, and you'll see them, you you almost notice them in the interview process because they're you can see this on the surface. And people are like, oh, this is great. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. But if you're going through a distribution channel, you may want to dig into what's your experience working through distribution, and maybe they've got no experience in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've had the experience selling directly. You've got to be clear about what the job is going to need for success. Because oftentimes, if they know this on the front end, they'll realize this is really not the job for me. I, I need to be in a direct sales environment. Again, the point here being is that they can have success and they will get performance. But we are seeing a shift in the marketplace that some of this behavior that's, that used to be very help them drive success, it's got to be mitigated a bit right. because buyers aren't accepting it anymore. Yeah, well... And speaking of that, I'm curious, are there any tips for sales managers for how to manage that? I like to call them almost the stallions, right? They can be, they won't take a bit. They want to do their own thing. They can be pretty stubborn. They can really kind of stomp all over people, especially internally. They can be great with their clients. I have heard this a lot. They're great with their clients. They love when they're in the spotlight and they've got the microphone, they can really turn it on. But internally, when they've got to deliver on a project, they can kind of be that bull in the china shop you mentioned earlier. I'm curious, what are some tips for sales managers when they have one of these quote unquote stallions or commandos on their team? Well, I think I think one is is, you know, be clear about when they come into the office, here's the culture of the office, mm-hmm. right? And and here's things you've got to be aware of because we have worked with many organizations where this person's out there in the territory blowing it out of the water, but creates all sorts of chaos on the back end. And especially when they come to the office, uh, they can be disruptive. Uh, They're not afraid to say what they think. And so they may rub people the wrong way, especially those who are more, you know, introverted, support staff, those sort of things. And so one of the things is to be really clear with them. Here's the culture that we have in the office. Here's the culture that we have for working with people. Um, and, And remember, people can adapt. They can always adapt, but sometimes they got to be self-aware. Uh, the other thing being is, don't if you've got certain things that you require, whether it's reporting, whether it's certain uh, processes, structure, and we in every organization is going to have that. Make sure they're clear about what the expectations are around that, because Drea, this is the type that says, "Well, I'm not going to fool with CRM, right?" And maybe 
you need them to fool with CRM. Mm -hmm. Now, we always say don't have them spending all their time on CRM because then you're taking away what they do naturally, which is sell. So, you know, be careful about what type of information you want to have. But the other thing is, is, is go out there and, and ride with them. Get to know them. Don't be a micromanager, mm-hmm. right? Because play to their strengths. However, work on their weaknesses. Right. And everybody's got developmental areas. So I think that the key there is sometimes what they need is a direct message. Here's what you're doing that's causing chaos or issues. Mm-hmm. If you don't say it directly, if you're wishy-washy, if you're any type of way where you think they're supposed to subtly pick up on it, they're not going to hear it. That is a great and point, Tony. And they're going to think you're weak. You have to, as a manager, be a very direct, assertive manager to manage this type, too. You can't be soft-spoken. You can't beat around the bush. You can't assume they're going to pick up on these, uh, um, what you're implying. You have to state very directly what exactly you want and how you want it. And with as few words as possible, make it simple, get bullet points, and they're more likely to actually receive the information. Now, whether they act on it or not is another thing, (laughs) but at least you have set the boundaries and created the standards. Well, and I think the uh, the other thing here is, is just like we have different types of sellers, we have different types of leaders. Absolutely. And one type, because this is how they sold, they're the friend. They want to be everybody's friend. Mm-hmm. Well, what will happen is the commando sees that and they will walk all yeah, over absolutely. that because they know you're going to be conflict averse and therefore they're going to take advantage of that. So again, we're not saying everybody who's a commando does this. What I'm hoping for, Drea, mm-hmm. is that we can start <laughs> elevating some of these commandos to be aggressive when you need to because those are strengths. But take the time to realize the market is shifting. And it's no longer about just aggressively making it happen. You've got to start becoming more of a trusted advisor to your customers. Because the moment your competitor brings in a seller who is a trusted advisor and isn't just trying to you know, sell something, they're going to start winning that business. Yeah. And we're seeing that with some of the commandos out there is that they've been losing business over the past few years when a competitor's done a better job of creating real value. Right. And this is almost an opportunity. I hate to bring in what a lot of people might perceive as soft science, but emotional intelligence, right? So a lot with commandos and even the other types that we have talked about in the series, their instincts are very strong in whatever direction they go in. So the servicer, their instincts are very strong to service and avoid uh, making mistakes. The commando very strong instincts to conquer and overcome and to double down in the face of challenges. The buddy, their instincts are strong to make friends with everybody and make sure everybody likes them. And that's a really hard thing to come to terms with and and shift that behavior and be, first of all, self-aware that you are like this and that that's not bad or wrong, but in order to survive in today's selling environments where you need to be bringing value, not just acting on your instincts, um, shifting and developing your emotional intelligence can, can be a huge factor in that. Self-awareness is part of that. So there are five pieces to, to emotional intelligence, uh, self-awareness, self-regulation. So not only knowing your instincts and understanding them, but regulating those things, then motivation, what makes it worth it to you 
to actually implement these changes so that you can be bringing value to every selling opportunity you have. Then social awareness, the awareness of the people around you. What are their instincts? How do they want to be communicated to? And then social regulation, actually implementing based on the information you're gathering from the people around you. So a lot of people refer to that as reading the room. A commando can really struggle with that and maybe not even see the value in reading the room. We're just going to, you know, they, we call them the heat seeking missile a lot of times, right? Like they want to get straight to the decision maker. Everybody else get out of my way. They can struggle to develop internal advocates or, you know, in general, manage the other stakeholders in, inside of their customer organizations? Well, they actually tend to do very well with fast-paced, aggressive-type people like themselves. They mm-hmm. tend to do really well with that, and that's where you, uh, they'll, they'll gravitate towards that. But if they've got uh, customers who are more introverted, they take longer to make a decision, they get frustrated with that type, and, and sometimes that, it, there's conflict there, mm-hmm. and they may not even be aware of why. Yeah, create tension. The other thing that happens here with this type is that let's say they have a customer and say the service team or somebody like that, somebody outside of them dropped the ball. Well, they may create havoc in complaining about that back into the office Mm. and handle it sometimes the wrong way versus the right way to handle a situation like that. So again, this type is, is going to be in every organization. Most organizations think, wow, this is the type I really want. I want our listeners to understand the market is shifting and this type is starting to struggle, but they are still you're still going to see them performing. Right. But as the market continues to shift, this type's going to have to make some changes. Right. And I think a lot of times too, uh, this just occurred to me now, but you were talking earlier about having to deal with... Um, some of the detail-oriented aspects of selling. And so for this type, I think one of the things sales managers can try to do too is to have administrative support in place for this type of person. So to to offload the detail work as much as possible. Obviously, there's still going to be a minimum amount of that they're going to have to do, but that's another thing. Interesting that you say that because because there's people with this sort of behavior style, right? And they're our next type. And they also may need help with some of the administrative mm-hmm. work. They just, the reason that they're, our, our next type is different is that they are able to adapt quickly to the, when they need to do certain things, they'll quickly adapt to that mm-hmm. uh, versus the commando type here tends to just, that's just one way and that's their way of doing right. things. And so getting them to adapt is really hard because you're asking them sometimes to change their behavior and that's tough for anybody. Okay. Well, let's talk about spotting them before you hire them, any um, tips for interview questions or what to look out for in the interview that's a kind of a classic sign of a commando? Well, one is you'll notice that when they come in, they walk in with authority, right? And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They walk in with authority, firm, solid handshake. Uh, It's giving you some hints that, hey, this is a person who's aggressive. They're they're not afraid to be firm, etc. But what you'll hear from them oftentimes in the interview is they'll talk about, well, and they'll ask questions a lot of times. How often do we have to have team meetings? How often do we have meetings? What they're searching for is to make sure that there's not too many constraints or restrictions. Mm -hmm. So it may be giving you some clue that this person's really, they love their independence. The other thing is, is, is you can ask them, and I believe this is always a great question, ask them their philosophy for not only winning business, 
but maximizing and growing existing business. Mm -hmm. And how do they handle slower paced buyers who take longer to make a decision and how, how it, to, to make sure that their frustration is not coming out? Because by the way, most sellers really get frustrated with a slower paced buyer, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to deal with them. They're out there, right? So I think those are some things that they could look at in the interview. Um, I think questions around listening to what they're asking you about can give you some clues, especially if they start asking about, okay, everybody wants to know about the comp structure, but if they start asking about, okay, well, is it just, I hit my goals, I get paid, or do I have to do it a certain way? Because some organizations put incentives in their comp plan around how they do business. And basically, remember, they like that independence, so they don't want to be measured. They, they want to give you the results and not be measured on how they give you the results. Right. Don't ask me how I did it, just did I do it. Well, thank you, Tony. That was really insightful. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to Sales Performance Radio. If you like our show and would like to know more, check out thebrooksgroup.com. We'll also be hosting a live webinar in partnership with Selling Power in conclusion to the Five Types of Sellers series. So stay tuned for more details.